Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue with Maribel Blue Unfiltered. Are you a professional or even amateur paranormal investigator where you feature yourself on YouTube or you've been on any television programming and would love to share your experiences with us? Please contact me directly at MaribelBlueUnfiltered at gmail.com and let's schedule your next interview. Hey, this is Bus Pimp, and you're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk Radio. Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue with a new Maribel Blue Unfiltered, the reality TV edition. So here we are, we're going to be talking about Married at First Sight because this show is so filled with drama. I mean, drama that just has me in feeling all of these different feelings. I am finding it so much better than The Bachelor. I don't know why I stopped watching this show, but I am in it, committed, full force. I am married, (laughs) literally. So I just want to say welcome to anyone who is new to this podcast. I go up and down. Sometimes I want to do video. Sometimes I want to do podcasts. I don't know. I washed my hair, my hairs and curlers. And of course, the video aspect of it is out. So here we are as a podcast and again you can listen to all of my shows on anchor.fm forward slash maribel blue you can even subscribe they have three different rates that you can subscribe from of course you can join my mailing list on maribelblueunfiltered.com so in today's show we are going to be talking about married at first sight like i said before we're going to get into it with Chris and Paige. We're going to get into it with, with we're going to get into it with Virginia and Eric. It's just like I'm slurring in my words because I mean it's it's there are so many things happening with with everyone's relationships. And while we all thought that Brianna and Vincent were on the okay line, we're discovering Things may not even last in that area if Vincent doesn't find any patience whatsoever. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Haley and Jacob and everybody on the show after these words. Hey, everyone. It's Maribel Blue with Maribel Blue Unfiltered. I'm here to tell you about the launch of the Spa Box on Surfbox.com. This box comes with cruelty-free and vegan-based products, including facial and body scrubs, hemp-based body washes and lotions, lavender goat milk soap, Epsom salts, aromatherapy room sprays, and a special shaped gummies. Get your box now on sale for $21.99. Be sure to sign up for the mailing list and get the latest on upcoming boxes Get your box now before the series of products run out. Go to servebox.com. That's S-E-R-V-B-O-X-X dot com. Until then, this is Maribel Blues signing off.
Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue. Welcome back. Welcome one and all. Again, if you're new, welcome to my podcast. And if you are a avid listener, thank you just as equally for listening and supporting. It means so much to me when people support my shows and everything that I do. So let's start with Ryan and Clara, because I want to start off with them because I feel like I think they are really the only ones that are pacing themselves in their relationship, according to what they have said to Pastor Cow in this last week's episode, that they are not intimate in the conventional sense. So I guess we can use our imagination and probably think that they're doing other things to satisfy each other. I don't, I really don't know. (laughs) My mind doesn't go that far anyway. (laughs) I do need to say that they seem to be in a pretty even keel place. I did like that Ryan did address the fact that she opens her mouth and offers her opinions way too quickly. Because if you had watched the episode where they were still on their honeymoon, Erica, Erica, where did I get Erica from? That's weird. (laughs) I know several people named Erica. So if I said your name, I am thinking of you and I hope the universe is treating you well. That was weird. Okay, um, getting back to what was going on with Virginia, when Virginia and Clara had confronted Chris asking how Paige was, and, and Chris, I believe Chris showed his true colors, and I will get into that because I have my notes, and I'm going to get into everything that he said. Clara also was part of the whole thing, and she had made a comment in her interview about Virginia opening up her mouth and angering somebody who was already angry, but she was in it 100%. And I think that Ryan was also present there. He was just somewhere in the background. And he told her, it's just like, sometimes you just have to be quiet. I can see her ways of being super opinionated, and I get it. But in the sense that Chris was talking about their fake concern I don't believe it's a fake concern. They are all in the same place. So they really don't have anybody else to talk to in the sense that there isn't like couple A, B somewhere in in the Mandalay Hotel that they can talk to about this experience because that couple is not going to relate to being married at first sight. So, of course, they're going to want to talk to people who are in the same position as they are. It only makes sense. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not going to go to a meeting if I don't have a problem. How am I going to relate to those people? So it would only make sense. But I'm an alcoholic. So just just for the record (laughs) that everybody knows, I just use that as an example. But I have to agree with Ryan that perhaps Clara should just scale back a bit. She seems to scale back when Ryan talks about certain aspects of how he wants his children raised, but she just seems to be in everybody else's business. And sometimes you cannot be that way. 
So I just wanted to bring that up. In addition, she also has a bad habit of talking about other people's relationships, almost as if she's an expert. And it's like, if you're an expert, why are you even on this show? You should have found somebody already by now and have been married to them. So that's another thing that bothers me that when she starts talking, it's almost as if she knows what she's talking about and not to dispute anything that she said. Again, it's kind of going back to what Ryan was saying is that just keep your mouth shut. (laughs) I mean, if she wants to talk about it with him, that's an entirely different story because that's their relationship. And that's what couples do sometimes when they're talking in their private time. But when you're infiltrating yourself in other people's relationships, that's an entirely different gamut. Moving on to Eric and Virginia. Like, so I was writing here in my notes, Eric is pussy whipped. And how drunk was he when he was describing his relationship with Virginia, how good it is, but still complaining about her drinking and partying attitude. She's not understanding the fact that she's married, but yet she wants to be a party girl. The thing is, at some point, she has to make a compromise because you can't be in a relationship and acting like you're single. So let's go. Let's backtrack a little bit when all the guys were together and Eric was describing his relationship with Virginia. I don't know what that man was on, but he was on something. It was light outside. And I'm saying to myself, dude, like it is too early for you to be that drunk in the day and then complaining about how she is a party girl and likes to drink. It's kind of like a conflict there, if you ask me. (laughs) So I don't know, like, what is going on with them other than his chief complaint is he doesn't want her to have male friends. He doesn't want her to be like this party chick. He doesn't want certain aspects of their relationship for her to behave as though... Her husband is like this side piece at home. And then she has like this other side life where she goes out and she hangs out with her friends and crashes on couches because she's too drunk to drive home or what have you. Clearly, Eric and Virginia have to find a real balance if they want this relationship to work. Is she willing to compromise and give up this idea. Well, I have to have a drink. I have to have shots. I have to party. Come on. At some point you have to give that part up. I mean, if I'm being unrealistic, then tell me, but the thing is, is that I don't drink and my drinking was to an extreme. I wasn't a very party person. I drank so that I wouldn't feel anything. And She doesn't have the same problem, I'm going to assume. But at some point, when you are in a relationship and you have a husband who's a pilot and he is gone four days out of the week, I would want to believe that she is going to act accordingly and that she's not going to use those four days to be some kind of a party animal like she isn't being responsible So I don't know. I'm still on the fence on this one, whether or not it's going to work out. I'm really not sure. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you're watching this show. I would love to hear your thoughts on whether you see Eric and Virginia 
lasting or she's just going to want to continue her party ways and not be married. I mean, I hate to say this because it sucks, but unless your husband is going out with you, that's an entirely different story. But you can't really have two lives. Unlike Chris, who is practicing that as these episodes are going on. Now it's time to get into Haley and Jake. As you know, Jake is a very big 80s fan. When they came into the episode where they were visiting each other's place and just seeing how they lived and how their apartment was set up, Jake had an 80s room, which apparently was too much for Haley. And I I want to talk more about this stuff in a separate podcast because it Pastor Cal obviously visited them this week and I really want to get into that on a separate episode. I really want to discuss everything that transpired during the honeymoon phase, if you will, where they were all in Vegas. Apparently, Haley and Jake did consummate their relationship. Whether Haley got drunk in order to make it happen, who knows? Like, who knows what's going on when the cameras are off? Clearly, this woman is not into him at all. I could be seeing it differently. Anybody watching this show, do you feel the same? Do you feel differently? I'm not seeing the connection here. I'm almost seeing as she gets annoyed with him. She gets annoyed at the things he does or says. I, look, I too was once upon a time in a disaster. And I share this freely because it is part of my experience. Like I tell all of you, when I'm talking about something and I relate to it, I will share my experience freely. And I will tell you this disaster, I couldn't even call it a relationship. It was almost as if I adopted a spoiled child who cried when he did not get his way. Master manipulator, no different from Chris, because I will tell you everything that Chris is doing, I relate what he is doing to poor Paige. I know I keep putting them in there. Let me finish with Haley and Jacob. Very short. I don't think she's into him. I really don't think so. And it's bringing up a lot of insecurities within Jake. There was an incident that happened where I believe she sent him a text saying she was going to hang out with the girls. He went out to get something to eat, and I guess he had seen them. They went another way. I don't know what the exact situation was, but it it seemed to have brought on for him a bunch of insecurities where he accused her of cheating. And at the end of their honeymoon and everybody was leaving... She was not accompanied with him. I know she said she was alone. I think he came back. They were packing. It was just a whole bunch of stuff that was going on with them. It just becomes clear every time they show them that there is a big disconnect. Even her telling him that there is, I just don't see it happening. I don't see her into it. seems as though... She's fine with him one moment and the next minute it's just like you're getting on my nerves. If that happens way too often, one would have to ask themselves, is this relationship worth it? 
Because I'll tell you, in my disaster, he got on my nerves every damn day. It's just like, get out of my face. I don't want to see your ugly. Ugh, like, get out of my face. That was the way I felt. I mean, I'm glad that it's over. But imagine just seeing that and being a part of that when you don't want to. And I think Haley, it's time for her to cut her losses. Why say you want to work things out when your attitude says something different? Consider the other party and how he feels invested. Now, Jake has his own issues to contend with, and it has nothing to do with him being stuck in the 80s. I refuse to believe that. And maybe because I was a girl of the 80s. But the thing is, is that he has other insecurity issues where he had mentioned in the other episode, he was always the guy that the girl was was cheating on with. Like he thought he was the only one and then he found out, wait, he's the other guy. So he has to contend with those issues and not really take it out on her because it has nothing to do with her. And I think it's with any relationship that you're in, whatever issues that you've had in the past, you can't bring that into your current relationship. You have to make corrections on that and not expect for another person that's in your life correct your past for you. So with all that being said, Jacob is just going to have to find a way to fix those insecurities and past experiences. And who knows what will happen with him and Haley. Like I said before, I don't think that this is a match made in heaven. I think that he has a certain way about himself. She has a certain way about herself. And they're not finding a common ground to compromise. And you know what? Sometimes things like that happen. You have to bear in mind, this is a television show that is an experiment of what happens when two people who don't know each other come together under the scientific guise, if you will, that they are compatible together. It's just really a matter of time to find out if they are. Moving on to Brianna and Vincent. They seem to be the couple who is holding it together. Vincent likes her attitude, where she comes from, but he has the issue with her being bossy. But at the same time, he feels like when things are going on, like the the situation that happened with his grandmother having a heart attack, that she was there for him. She had his back 100%. And while Brianna may have similar concerns about her relationship with Vincent, she also feels that they are a true perfect match. But there are some things going on in their little world where Vincent is finding her bossiness to be a bit too bossy. Comments that she makes, which is making him irritated with her. Irritated to a point where he completely shuts down. He doesn't communicate with her. He gets upset with her. And her thing is, is that if she said something snarky or sarcastic, let her know. Because perhaps this is her attitude. Now, of course, I completely get it. I don't like when somebody says something to me 
that they're saying in jest and they think that it's funny when it's actually painful. And they keep bringing it up like, oh, remember this? Remember that? Ha, 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 ha. And it ain't fucking funny. It's just like, well, when are you going to let that shit go? So I get it in that end. I get it when somebody says something to me and I shut down too. It's just like, you know what? I got to go. Talk to you later. And you would think something like that would make a person understand you need to stop bringing that shit up because it's not funny. And sometimes if you say it like that, then the person gets mad. Oh, I didn't know you were so sensitive. There's a thing with being sensitive about certain bullshit, but it's another thing when you're coming across in a way that is hurtful to another person. And you do have to say something. You do have to address it. In the case with Brianna, and okay, I'm going to fast forward into this last week's episode where he was opening up a bottle of champagne and it spilled on the floor. I had to stop for a minute because apparently my dogs got excitable and they were playing. So that's the shuffling you hear in the background. But getting back to Brianna and Vincent, when he had opened up the bottle of champagne, it spilled on the floor and it spilled on him. Brianna made a comment referring to it was so Vinny-like. And he did not like that. His whole face changed. His attitude changed. He didn't communicate with her what upset him or that that particular comment upset him. And then when he did express it to her, it was as if she should have known what she said he didn't like and it pissed him off. Now, here's the other flip side to that. Like I said before, some people can say something and it's funny to them and they're not realizing in the way that they're phrasing it is what makes it irritating or and or painful. When she made that comment, she didn't realize it, I guess. Let's let's just use this scenario. When he bought it up telling her about being snarky or sarcastic, she was at a loss. Like, what did I say? She wanted to know because she really didn't know what she said to offend him or to make him irritated in that sense. This, of course, has left me wondering whether or not their relationship is going to survive in the sense, is every sarcastic comment that Brianna makes, he'll just go off the deep end, walk away, be upset? I mean, for real, I'm looking at it as he's going to have to get like some kind of sense of humor. I know in the coming attractions, one of his friends was telling him, he doesn't want to lose a really good woman like her. And I really agree that Brianna is an excellent woman. She has my taste. Yes, she's bossy, but at the same time, she's also very caring and giving and concerned. She doesn't seem to be the kind of person to abandon someone at the drop of a dime because of what have you. She seems to make a concerted effort to try and understand where Vincent is at. Now, of course, going back to the beginning of my podcast, the first podcast that I did on this show, when his cousin was the overprotective type and that he can get angry over anything, now I got to backtrack and eat up my words because I'm seeing exactly what she's talking about. 
And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, is, is he the kind of person that's just going to get angry over anything? Vincent, you're going to have to fix that shit up because you cannot be getting angry over every little thing that comes out of that girl's mouth. If you guys plan on working at this relationship, you got to fix some shit up. Have a sense of humor. If you don't have one, find one. <laughs> it's just like, I hate to put it that way. But for me, this is a couple that can survive. They, they do have things that are fixable as far as their personalities is concerned or compromises or understanding when she's saying things, she's saying it in jest and in a loving way. So hopefully Vincent and Brianna can sort all of that out. And now we've come to the star couple. I don't think I missed out on anyone, did I? I feel like I'm missing one. But anyway, yes, let's talk about Paige and Chris and the shit that has transpired when Chris shared with Paige that he knocked up his ex-fiance. Now, I'm glad Fast forward to this week's episode when he when Pastor Cow had his conversation with Paige, he did make a comment as I did in my last show that this man he was already going through the process. He was already accepted into the program and here he is probably having a last hurrah, not caring about any kind of protection and knocked this woman up. So that should tell you where Chris is at. True colors came flying out when I said at the top of the show, when Virginia and Clara confronted him or was trying to have some kind of conversation with him about their concern for Paige because they feel now she is different since all of this happened. And he got really upset. He was calling them fake, that they had fake concerns, even up to a point where Virginia was just trying to make him understand what they were feeling and what Paige is feeling. And he got in her face. Hello, if that's not a sign right there, I don't know what is. And let me just say something else. When I put up my last episode on Twitter, apparently some girl commented that Paige isn't stupid, blah, 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 all this feeling. Girlfriend, you're going to come on my timeline, listen to my show, because not once did I say in my tweet or in my show that Paige was stupid. Okay? So let's get that straight. Don't come into my timeline anymore until you have listened to what I'm talking about. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. I take this shit with Paige and Chris real personal because I have been there where Paige is at now. Chris is a master manipulator. Look at how he talks all of this shit out in public because he wants to make himself look good to the rest of the other guys and talking all this, how Paige comes first comes before her child, comes before this, comes before that. That's some bullshit right there. Let's call it what it is. Bullshit. To the nth degree, bullshit. It wasn't until Virginia got in his face and he, he calls her a drunkard. Why would you do that? 
Now you're lowering yourself and making yourself not look good. You already don't look good because I already see the shit through and through. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody else is seeing it. When Paige is in a place where she sees it too, and Chris knows that she's seen through the bullshit, right away, here he comes in, throwing these Bible verses, and the Lord, and God, and this, and that. He has her cornered where she believes in her mind. He's being God-fearing. He must be getting some kind of clarity. I got to give this another chance. I got to roll with it. No, no, boo-boo, no, no, Paige, no. I can't say no enough. It is some bullshit BS. And then I ask myself as I'm watching this show, who in their right mind, when they are giving this these types of tests and matching people up, where was it? There had to be some kind of a red flag in Chris's application that showed this man was nowhere near ready for marriage. And it's probably his way of trying to get on TV. Look at The Bachelor. Look at all of these women, even The Bachelorette and the men. Think about how many people just apply so that they can be on TV. And they really don't care about who The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is. It's just really a matter of getting airtime so they could promote who they are. It happened in Hannah Brown season. And she picked somebody. He was already with somebody else. He was not interested in her at all. And you know what? When you are in a relationship with somebody and something doesn't feel right, there are those red flags. I saw it. And I choose to ignore it. And this is the reason why I relate to Paige so much. Being in a disaster, the other person knows how to manipulate you in a way that they know your weak point. And when I was with Shit Show, he knew some of my weak points and used that against me because I was thinking to myself, well, maybe I should give him another chance. Maybe this can work out. Maybe I'm being too judgmental. Maybe I'm being too damn fucking hard and I should just give this person another chance. And guess what? The joke was on me. Ha ha ha. And while people may say, gee, Maribel, you should really forgive yourself. People, let me tell you, there are times like now that I'm doing this podcast and I think about those times and I just get so annoyed and disgusted with myself. And when I look at this girl Paige and I feel like this poor girl got the shaft in this show. Who thought that they would make an amazing couple? Who thought that? It just sucks to see somebody going through that. And you know what? I'm not here to control people's lives and tell them what to do in their relationships, how they should be, how it should work. I only share my own personal experience, what happened with me, why I was consistently making the wrong choice over and over and over again. If Paige can avoid 
having to deal with that. Look at what happened this week. Here she is talking with Pastor Cal. Pastor Cal, he did the math in his head. Oh, so this dude is out screwing his ex-fiance while he's already been chosen to be part of the program, that they were looking for somebody to match him up. Probably the day he got the call that we found a match, he went out and celebrated by having sex. Now, somebody can turn around and say, oh, well, give Chris a break. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's just making all of these mistakes. I'm not buying it. That's just me. Anybody else wants to have a different opinion? You're entitled to. I'm not here to tell you, hey, you have to listen to me and know that Chris is this type of guy. Your opinions, just like mine. Paige is right. Get a divorce. This dude comes back talking about how he is spiritually attracted to her and that changed into a physical attraction. Really? In four days? In four days. Is it because you're a horny fuck and you need sex? So let me just tell her these things and let me tell her how beautiful she is so I could get laid tonight. And she falls for it because it sounds good in that instant, in that instant glimmer of hope. She's probably thinking, I'm going to give him another chance because I think if he just continually recognizes his errors, then it'll be worth this marriage, working at this marriage. And it's not worth it. It's not. He comes in while she's having a conversation with Pastor Cal and he talks all of this good shit about how he wants to separate. He wants to have a divorce. He's going to work it out with the baby mama because they're talking about how they love each other and all of this good stuff. And what happens when Pastor Cal leaves? Here he is making his move, whispering in her ear, telling her everything she wants to hear. And what happens with Paige? Her eyes light up. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a chance here. There is no chance. There is no chance. Chris is a disrespectful person. He was disrespectful from the beginning. He was lying to her. He was not being honest. He was not being honest about wanting to be in a committed relationship. I think in Chris's mind, he looks at Paige as the woman who is at home taking care of everything. And then all the other women that he acquires in between there, it's just a fuck fest for him to get his, his thrills met or whatever the case may be. I don't think that marriage should work that way. Unless it's an open marriage, unless both of you have the understanding that this is the way things are going to be, I'm going to have this third partner or this fourth partner. Hey, there are some open marriages like that. There are people who are outward swingers and they like going and meeting other people, feeling each other up. And there's nothing wrong with that. For me, there is nothing wrong with that. For as long as all parties are understanding this is the common ground of our marriage. We're open about this. If you're being deceptive in your marriage, that's where it makes it wrong. Because you're not communicating with them. This marriage, for me, should end immediately. And Paige should cut her losses. There is nothing here to work on. Nothing. Chris has made his bed and now he has to reap what he sows. 
He went out. He had sex with his ex fiance. She's now expecting their child. He is going to have to take it. He has a child coming. He has to be responsible for his child. None of this shit about my wife comes first. No, dude, that baby comes first. That's number one. And until he starts to understand, I mean, look at his dad. Well, I'm glad I raised an honest son that he told Paige, hey, I'm not attracted to her, but you had sex with her because that was all that mattered in that moment was just to get off. It wasn't about anything about working on a marriage. It wasn't about that. It's sad because Chris keeps serving up these mixed messages. I want to be with my ex. He finds her spiritually attractive. Now he's attracted to her. But I think I still have feelings for my ex. I still think I love her. It's this whole back and forth. When you're looking at it from the outside, one would say to themselves, how could she not see this? When you're in it, like I was, it was hard. Yes. Did I see some inconsistencies that concerned me? Absolutely. Did I talk to people about it? Yes, I did. I had some people say, give it a chance. See what happens. See where it goes. I would try. I would give it another chance. But the inconsistencies began to outweigh the promise of a real relationship. And that's why I call it a disaster. And when I see what's going on with Paige and Chris and the attitude he displays on this show, the disrespect that he had for both Virginia and Clara and getting in their faces. And he's talking about how everybody is fake. It's not that everybody is fake, dude. It's that you're fake. You're the fake one. And everybody sees how full of shit Chris is. And when people see for who you really are, and start calling you on it is when you get defensive and upset. Oh, I'm not the one who's doing that. It's you always pointing fingers at everybody else. I'm looking forward to see how the rest of the relationships transpire. And I'm really hoping and praying that Paige does not continue to give this guy chance after chance after chance. She deserves a hell of a lot better than what these people thought that they were a great match. That's it for now. I would love to hear your feedback on what you believe is happening on the show, who you believe will survive the next seven weeks and who will not. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. As always, sign up for my mailing list at maribelblueunfiltered.com. And you'll be able to follow blogs and get updates on new shows. And of course, you can follow my podcast on anchor.fm forward slash Maribel Blue. I'm looking forward to doing more shows on this topic, as well as many other topics of reality TV. Thank you all for listening. As always, remember, be good to yourself, be good to each other. And most importantly, take care of you. Bye, everybody.